Gentlemen, welcome to Benedettiville. You're listening to Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures on KPCA. That's kpca.fm if you're listening on the net, or it's 103.3 FM if you're hanging out in Petaluma. I'm Gio Benedetti. Jen Benedetti, Stella Benedetti, and Emmeline Benedetti couldn't be here for the recording of the intros and outros this week because I'm away on tour. I'm in Minnesota right now. I'm in a tour van outside of a motel recording intros. How's that for dedication? And so, without further ado, let us begin our Father's Day festivities here with a word from our sponsors. Does your dad like coffee? Does he love it? Well, for this Father's Day, don't bring him old, boring, traditional coffee in bed. Bring him fresh, new coffee. Bring him coffee bag. That's why it's a bed filled with coffee. It's warm, it's comfortable, and there's a big straw attached, so as soon as your dad wakes up, bam, coffee. It's soft, just like a waterbed. It has the warm, healing comfort of a hot water bottle. And of course, dog will be delicious joy of coffee. So wish your dad happy Father's Day every day. He'll wake up with a coffee hose in his mouth and his very own coffee bag. From the people who brought you coffee shower, the coffee tub, coffee balloons, coffee springs, resort, and spa, and the coffee hydrants. Coffee, yeah, that coffee. It's the best darn drink that you ever did drunk. It's the best drink for that donut done. Coffee, yeah, that coffee. It's the best libation that you ever libated, but you gotta remember to stay hydrated. Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Father's Day, and I'm a dad, so I thought it would be really helpful for me to take this time this rare day out of the year to just explain to everybody how hard it is to be a dad. And I know what you're thinking. Everybody's just thinking, oh, being a dad's easy. It's just backyard barbecues and wrestling and dance parties all the time. And yeah, that's partially true. But there's a lot of other stuff that we do that's just so hard. 
and I thought I would write a poem about it. And so I did. And so for this Father's Day, I'd like to share with you the poem, It's Hard to Be a Dad. Here we go. It's hard to be a dad, from all the nap plan making, to the I'm still sleeping faking, to the lazy morning waking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from always tasting all the baking, to the cookies, to the caking, to the tasty last bite taking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from the park and backyard playing, to the round the couches laying, to the ask your mother saying, yeah, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from all the late night snacking, to the camp gear Tetris packing, to the kiddo piggybacking, yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad, from the brand new kid art framing, to the special dad nicknaming, to the papa wrestle gaming, oh, it's hard to be a dad. You know what? It's hard to be a dad. From the lemonade stand selling, to the farmer and the delling, to the bedtime storytelling. Yes, it's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a dad. From the long-haired daughter braiding, to the mom's birthday parading, to the Halloween stash raiding. Yes, it's hard to be a dad. Oh, it's so, 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 so hard to be a dad. From the sleeping kiddo lugging, to the crowded king bed snuggling, to the never let go hugging. Yes, it's oh so very hard to be a dad. And that one goes out to all you dads out there. Happy Father's Day from all of us at Benedettiville. And now, on to the next thing. Can you guys hear what's going on in the background? Sounds kind of crazy, right? That's because I'm at the airport right now. I'm at San Francisco International Airport. It's the Friday before Father's Day. We're just recording intros as I navigate this tour thing, combine it with the radio thing. I was going to say we could just go on to the next thing, but the next thing was a very strange and sneaky thing that we received. A package arrived. There was a knock at the door. We went to the door. There was nobody there. There was just a package, and in the package was a recording, and in the recording were the words that you are about to hear. So... On to the next strange and sneaky thing. Hey, over here, on the radio, in the speakers, here, it's me, the copycat snatcher. I snatch things, all sorts of things, some things, any things, everything. I'll snatch it all. You probably don't think I've ever snatched anything of yours, but I have, probably. I'm the copycat snatcher. I snatch your thing for my collection, and then I leave a copy, a perfect, exact, identical copy. Your favorite necklace? I'll snatch it, and I'll leave an exact copy in its place. It'll be perfect. Made from the same material, the same color, and the exact same position. I am very precise. No one can tell the difference between the thing and my copy, because there is no difference. They're identical, perfect, exact copies. That's why they call me the copycat snatcher. Think I haven't snatched anything from you, do you? You think that's your original Lego set? Guess again. You think that's your original stuffed monkey? Huh? 
guess again. Your original squid gun? Original ham sandwich? Your original cat? Not a chance. I snatched them all. And you don't know. And you can't tell. And you never, never will. For I am the copycat snatcher. That's totally crazy. Like, the microphone that I'm recording on right now. I don't even know if this is the original microphone. This might be the copycat snatcher's copy of the microphone. The coffee that I'm drinking might not even be my original coffee. Such a strange character. Well, keep your eyes open, folks, for the copycat snatcher. It is just about story time here at Benedettiville, ladies and gentlemen. And this week, I wanted to offer you a little special something right before we got to the story. Every week, we tell a story, and we sometimes record it beforehand. Sometimes we write it all the way out. But this week is different. This week, Stella and Emmy and I went into the office, and we just started to make up a story together. It's a real fun way to do things. And the story that you're going to hear is going to sound like a story that we started and told all the way through. But that is not what happened. Because when you start telling a story with people in a room, sometimes people want an orange. Sometimes people get distracted. And there's all these really funny and distracting and not story bits that when I'm doing the radio show, I have to cut out. But some of them were just too funny this week. So we're going to start our story time with story time outtakes starring Stella and Emmeline. We hope you enjoy this little look behind the scenes of how the stories get made. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today with Stella and Emmy. They are... <laughs> we have not been getting a story or told. We're having a good time. <laughs> that sounds fake. That doesn't even sound like a real laugh. But once upon a time, that was a real short one. Can we tell another one? Once upon a time. Okay, you guys. Hear about Papa's dream Father's Day? Can I tell you about what happened? The end. The end. Did I ever tell you guys about the Father's Day I had when the Father's Day fairies came to me? No. Did you guys know that there were Father's Day fairies? No. I didn't either. Are there Siblings Day fairies? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's fairies for everything, but you don't always see them. Uh, it was it was Father's Day 2015 when I woke up, and it was really early in the morning, and I heard like a little buzzing. I was like, ah, oh, there's a mosquito in the room. Oh, get us out of here. And then something landed right on the tip of my nose. I said, what are you saying? It's too fast. So then the fairy had to slow way, way, way down. So I imagined that the fairy to itself was talking like this. 
I am a like that. But what I heard was, I am a Father's Day fairy. And I was like, a Father's Day fairy? Is it Father's Day? She said, yeah, it's Father's Day. I can grant you three wishes for the whole Father's Day to make it the best Father's Day ever. And I said, get out of town. She said, no, 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 really. I said, I don't believe you. She says, well, try it. I said, well, I had to think about it because I'd never been, no one had ever given me wishes before. And I said, can I wish for more wishes? She said, no, that never works. That breaks wish magic. Then you get none. And I said, oh, good to know. So I thought, let's see, um, first wish, I'd love some delicious espresso, and then I would also love breakfast. And I said, okay, Father's Day fairy, let's see what you got. I wish for a Father's Day breakfast of delicious espresso, of delicious perfectly cooked bacon, of toasted freshly baked English muffins with butter, of delicious poached eggs, and maybe you could like put a sauce on there, and then we'll have delicious breakfast sandwiches. And the fairy looked at me and said, seriously? Like, I, I could build a palace out of bacon. I could create an entire planet of coffee with a wish, and you're going to ask for a breakfast. And I said, oh, I can't believe I just wasted my first wish. She said, all right. Well, head on downstairs and I could smell wafting up. And I woke up uh, Jenny. I said, Jenny, Jenny, wake up. It's Father's Day. She said, it's really early. I said, yeah, I know. But the Father's Day fairies came and they made breakfast. She said, did you already make breakfast? I said, no. It was the Father's Day fairies. She's like, yeah, sure. Well, it's Father's Day. I'll humor you. And then I went in and I woke up you. And I woke up you. And we went downstairs and it and was... And I was naked. No, <laughs> <laughs> you were in your PJs. You were both in PJs. You were in your big sleeper pajamas. And we went downstairs for breakfast. Tiny little foot. And it was so good. It was the best breakfast sandwich I ever had. And I said, I got this with my wish. And it just looked like breakfast. It didn't look anything fancy. So I made, I thought, my next wish is gonna have to be a big wish. What should I wish for? And I've always liked castles. You guys know that. And I said, I know what I would like. And so I started thinking and I said, Father's Day Fairy? I didn't hear anything. I don't know where she was. And then I heard uh, a voice in my ear like, Our powers are timed breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so we'll come back at lunchtime. I said, oh, I'll have to be patient, but the cool thing is that then I'll have plenty of time to think of wishes. And so uh, we went for a walk and we went down to the airport park and we watched the airplanes because I really like watching the airplanes and you guys really liked playing in the swings. And, and I played in the baby. And you played in the baby swings and we would just swing, swing, swing and you would say, ma, 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 all the time. And Stella would go on the monkey bars and swing across like a monkey. And, then and I would also go on the baby swing. And of course on the baby swing too. Um, and so when, when that was done, um, I said, okay, I've really got to get this notebook out. And I got my notebook out and the whole walk home, I was writing wish ideas in my notebook and I wrote down castle and I wrote down endless coffee thermos and I wrote down flaming sword and I wrote down shoes that make me fly and I wrote down you know, goggles that can shoot lasers like that comic book guy. And I wrote down every wish that I could think of and I filled up a whole notebook. And then we got home and Jenny looked around and she said, oh, you know what, we, 
Uh, I don't think you did the shopping yesterday. I said, yeah, I didn't do the shopping yesterday. Maybe we can just look through the closet. We had like some old peanut butter and we had some moldy cheese and like three pieces of bread and I was so hungry. Just then, I heard a voice in my ear. I said, okay, I'm all charged up. I'm ready for your second Father's Day wish. And I was so hungry at this point that I completely forgot about my notebook full of wishes. And I just thought about all the delicious things that I love to eat. And for lunch, I said, you know what I would love? I would love a meatball sub of homemade meatballs, just the way that my friend Casey used to make them. And with all the sauce and the melted cheese and some parsley on it. And can you do that? And the fairy said, I could make a complete river of sauce with meatball islands. But I, I was so hungry that I was just like, yeah, 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 meatball subs for lunch. She said, okay, sproing. And so I went, was that a real fairy? And I said, yeah, that was a Father's Day fairy. And you said, and you just wished for meatball subs? And I said, because I was so hungry and I was just eating it. And it was so good. It was the best sandwich I'd ever had in my entire life. And mom sat there and said, that's what you wish for? And you said, why didn't you wish for like a pony or something? I said, oh yeah. After I finished the sandwich, I said, oh, I have my whole notebook full of wishes. Can't believe it. And I said, okay, my last wish is gonna be a dinner time wish. That's when the Father's Day Fairy is gonna come back supercharged up. So why don't we all get together? We'll come up with, a, we'll find the best possible Father's Day wish. I said, yeah, okay, but hey. Climb a mountain. Yeah, but in the meantime, we have a lot of hours until then. Why don't we go do something fun? Let's maybe go downtown. And so we went downtown and we walked around and we got some pie and some ice cream and we went to the bookstore. And, and we, we had a nice walk food. around. We so, got some food so we could have dinner. Like we went to the grocery store, got some food. So well, we that would have been a smart thing to do. But because we were full from the meatball subs and we had just had the pie and the ice cream, we actually didn't do that. Yeah. We just walked around and we got some plants because I love getting plants. So we went to the uh, the nursery, we got some plants. We came home and we planted things and we had a nice time and we sang some songs. I some and then finally, oh, it was dinner time. And of course, because we and were I all- I had to get dressed because I was naked. Yeah, and you were a naked noodle, so we had to put clothes on you and change your diapers because you were still pooping in diapers. <laughs> And so there we were at home and we were coming up with wishes. And Stella, what were your wishes? I can't remember now. Ponies. Ponies? Like one and pony? Duckies. Duckies? And then and chickies. And then we thought, what if what if instead of having a giant farm, what if uh, instead of ponies it was Pegasus ponies? So that we could fly around if we wanted to. And we thought, that's a great wish. And then we thought maybe we could do an entire farm with a giant farm house and the farm and I was like oh and we could have like a tractor also all for free yeah exactly because it would just be a wish and it would be uh, in the hills somewhere beautiful and there would be Pegasus ponies and I said Emmy what should we wish for and Emmy went I, don't know what I said I don't know what that means but I think I we'll did. get it I did oh yeah because you always could translate for it couldn't yeah. you what did it mean? It meant um, I want piggies to splash in the mud with and I want extra num nums. That's true. Those probably would have been your wishes. And so we made we made the best wish and we wrote it on a piece of paper. But you know what's gonna happen. Because we don't live in a farmhouse on a mountain. We don't have Pegasus ponies. Or so you know how the, we don't have any but pigs that roll in the mud. I wish for chickens. I <laughs> we, wish for chickens. We got parts of the wish. 
So dinner time rolled around and we had been working in the garden. We'd been thinking so hard about wishes and I was starving again. And when Papa gets starving, that's really all that I can think about. Even though we had written down the wish, even though you guys had made me practice the wish so that I would remember it, when that fairy showed up and said, okay, I'm ready, it's the dinner time wish. Are you, you ready to do your, your Father's Day wish? I said, yes, I am totally ready. Oh, I'm so hungry. And she said, Are you, okay, now remember, I can do anything. I'm a fairy. I can grant one last Father's Day wish. And I thought, okay, I understand. Um, we would like four pizzas. One pizza is going to be just olive cheese olive oil. That'll be called the Stealth Special. We'll have one pizza that's olive with sausage. We'll have one pizza that's a vegetarian delight or maybe it could have a little bit of prosciutto and some arugula on it and a little lemon juice. And then we'll have one that is pepperoni and sausage. For me. My Father's Day pizza. And the fairy said, are you sure? You're just gonna order pizza. You know, you could pick up the phone and order pizza. Yeah, but I'm gonna wish for this pizza and it'll happen right now and I'm so hungry, let's get pizza! Presto. There was pizza on the table. And the fairy said, you might be the worst wisher in the history of Father's Days. And I said, I was so happy because I had delicious pizza. And we feasted. And Stella, I remember you were a little bit disappointed with me. And so was Jenny. And I don't know if you were, because you did get extra nummies. And um, you did get to play in the mud, even though there weren't real pigs to play with. We've been keeping a notebook. We still have the notebook full of wishes, just in case any Father's Day uh, fairies come back. And we always try and remember to do the grocery shopping so that if one does come back, I won't get caught hungry. Because if I get caught hungry, it's just going to be food wishes again. It's just, it's really hard not to just wish for food when I'm hungry. That's all I Yeah. In fact, and I'm still angry about you. Yeah, and we should probably end this story, but I can't even think about how to end it because I'm so hungry. All I can think about is granola and oatmeal. Granola and bacon and eggs, eggs. and sausage and cakes. With mustard and mayonnaise. Close, it's gonna just fuzz, fuzz, fuzz. Pancakes with mustard and mayonnaise and ketchup. Pancakes with mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup. No thanks. Emmy would probably like pancakes with ketchup. Emmy would like anything with ketchup because ketchup, ketchup, ketchup is just so red and tasty. Ketchup, 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 I get it on my face. Ketchup, 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 I buy it at the store. Just when you think you've had enough of ketchup, have some more. Have some more. Have some more. I think that's the end of our story. We recorded that story a few days ago, ladies and gentlemen, and now it's actually Father's Day. So, did the Father's Day fairies show up for anybody? Did anybody's dad get three wishes? I really hope so. And I hope all the wishes came true. And I hope that they were uh, maybe less food-focused. Although, food wishes are really the best. I gotta tell you, I'm sitting in an airport right now, and uh, if I had a wish right now, I'd be wishing for food. I'd be wishing for a delicious breakfast. But enough about me and my wishes. I believe, as they say, it is time to go on to the next thing. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. What? 
You ain't never heard a barbecue talk before? That is because we barbecues are the silent stalwarts of fatherhood. My name is Weber, and on behalf of barbecues sitting in backyards everywhere, I just want to say we support you, man, and we are always here for you. Remember, summertime is barbecue time, and we love to be the center of your attention. All you need to do is start the fire, grab something to throw on the grill, and we will provide you with countless minutes of sweet, solitary man time. Cooking food outdoors over an open fire is one of the oldest pastimes of humankind. We go way back, man. I mean, we're talking roots of civilization here, which is why we connect so well, you know what I mean? It's deep. We've been friends for a long time. And that is why I'm here to tell you today that we are always here, standing by. Anytime you need to step outside and get away from the pressures of socialization at a dinner party or afternoon wrangling the children, we are here for you. And we are also very good and patient listeners. And standing around the glowing embers of a roasted, toasted barbecue is a wonderful place to get things off your chest. You could just let it all hang out. We don't judge. So come on around anytime you want. You don't even have to get fancy. You know, we're very casual around here. Don't even have to wear a shirt. We just want you to be comfortable, natural. Just be yourself. All we ask in return is when barbecue season is over, you go on and clean us up real good now. And buy that cover you're always talking about. It gets cold in the wintertime. You take care of us, and we'll take care of you for a long time. Because that's what friends are for. Now, you go on and have yourself a beautiful day now, you hear? And that's all I have to say. Oh, except, wait a minute. The cooler has asked me to remind you that you forgot to clean him out after that Memorial Day trip to the beach. He's starting to stink up a bit. Could use a cleaning. And the lawnmower is hungry again. A little bit of lawn clippings and some gasoline do him just fine. Okay now, y'all take care now, and we'll see you around. You know, about a month ago, we did a show all for Mother's Day. And I went out and I checked out flower shops and I went to the jewelry shop and I went to the massage place and I went to the brunch place and I asked everybody about what would make for great Mother's Days. And I realized that there were a lot of traditions for Mother's Day. But there are not very many traditions for Father's Day. Do you guys have a Father's Day tradition? You do? You don't? We'd love to know about it. If you guys have a Father's Day tradition, please send us a letter. While we were out on tour, I sat down to breakfast with the other guys in the band, the Brothers Comatose. I said, hey guys, do you have any Father's Day traditions? Guess what? They didn't. Not a one. Not breakfast in bed. Not going out to brunch. Not getting flowers. Not booking a massage. So, on behalf of Dads Everywhere, I came up with a list of traditions that we can start for Father's Day. So, here we go. Father's Day traditions. Father's Day capes. On Father's Day, all fathers get to wear capes, and on the capes will be a bold and triumphant coat of arms depicting all of their fatherly glories and legendary deeds, like kite rescuing and toy repairing and swing pushing, etc. 
When you are out and about, you'll know if someone is a father because they'll be wearing that cape. Breakfast will be a tradition, and the tradition will be the kids have to make the breakfast. This is still the case even if the kids are tiny babies. The kids still have to make the breakfast because that's the tradition. Babies can just drop some eggs in a bowl, shells and all, or maybe just a box of cereal. You probably don't want them to use the stove. No fair helping or getting mom to help. This is kids only because that's the tradition. If the kids forget, then no breakfast. If the kids just burn a piece of moldy bread in the toaster, then that's breakfast. The tradition is that dad has to eat whatever the kids make. This will encourage dads to be extra nice to everyone and to make sure that they teach their children how to make breakfasts from a very early age. After breakfast, the next tradition will be wiffle ball. Wiffle ball is great, and so it should be a tradition. It doesn't matter if you know anything about baseball or sports or wiffles. It's still fun. Each family gets to make their own rules, and as long as you're running around chasing wiffle balls and whacking things with big plastic bats, it counts. After wiffle ball, swimming. Or just cooling off, or sitting in a wading pool, or spraying each other with a hose, or running in the sprinklers. It's a tradition. Also, it has to happen no matter what the weather's like. So if you're in the southern hemisphere where it's winter, you still have to do it. Why? Because it's tradition. That's why. Next, lunch. Lunch will be a big social event according to our new tradition. Every restaurant will make sloppy joes and have a big sloppy joe buffet. And there will be only big long tables so that everyone will have to sit together and share. And even if they don't know each other, we'll all sit together. There will be a traditional big sloppy joe food fight. The next tradition will be known as the Great Hose Down, and it will be where the fire department comes to all the restaurants that are serving Sloppy Joe buffets, and it hoses everyone down with their awesome fire hoses, including the restaurant, including the tables, walls, and floors. Because the food fight tradition is going to be a little bit messy. Once everyone's been hosed down, fresh Father's Day robes will be handed out. Once everyone's in their robes, it will be time for the great and official traditional nap. The nap can be anywhere, but really, for a really traditional Father's Day nap, it should be outside in the shade or on a big couch in a lazy sunbeam. There will be mandatory silence during this traditional nap time. If anyone is caught being too loud or playing accordion or shouting at their brother or sister during this time, they will be arrested by the Father's Day Special Forces Police Division and put in timeout jail until the end of nap time. Because it's a tradition. The traditional nap will be followed by the traditional lighting of the barbecue. Each father will don his ceremonial apron, hopefully it matches the cape, and approach the sacred barbecue. It doesn't matter at all what you cook, and you can do it by yourself, or you can get all together as a family. It is important, however, that the traditional barbecue has to happen in either a backyard or at a park. The apron is also important for the sake of tradition. The barbecue feast will traditionally follow the traditional lighting of the barbecue and will begin with the traditional Father's Day spiel. The spiel should be very long. It doesn't have to be about anything at all and certainly doesn't have to be related to Father's Day. It's Dad's choice. The important elements of the Father's Day spiel should be it has to start right when the food arrives. No one can eat until it's over. It has to be very long. Everyone has to groan and grumble about it, and it ends with a song that everyone sings together. 
After the traditional feast, which is after the traditional Father's Day spiel, there should be a fire of some kind. It could be a campfire or a bonfire. It doesn't really matter, but a fire is really important. Not just important. It is tradition. Stories, marshmallows, cigars, songs. You can do whatever you want around the fire. What's important is that there is a traditional fire. Once the fire is burned out, there shall be the traditional carrying of the father to bed. Try and make sure there's enough people around the fire that'll be able to carry him. If he's too heavy, or if there's not enough people, or if everyone's just kids, then he can just sleep by the fire. Once the father is in bed, there shall be the traditional singing of, Good night, good night, dearest sleepy father. Once the song is over, the father will begin the traditional snoring. If he doesn't normally snore, that is no excuse, because it will be a tradition. So, there we go. There's some fine ideas for everyone to have a lovely and traditional Father's Day. Thanks for dealing with my uh, airport recording. Have you ever woken up and realized that day that you need a hat? Just the most important thing that you could do that day is to get a hat? Well, that happened to me once in Benedettiville. And luckily for me, we had a brand new hat shop in town. But... Like most things in Benedettiville, things did not go exactly as I thought they would. Here's the story. I went down to the hat shop. It opened up that day, and the man behind the counter, he was strange in every way. With a beard down to his ankles and a mustache two feet wide and a pointy hat with moons and stars and a staff held by his side, I didn't even see a single hat inside the store, but he snapped his fingers, poof, and there were hats, oh, hats galore. Helmets, headbands, crowns and stetsons, bowlers, ball caps too, but from out of all those hats, the old man said, this one's for you. It was a dirty yellow hard hat like construction workers wear, and I I told him I didn't like it. It was too rough for my hair. He looked at me and glinted those sharp, glinty eyes of his. If you want to do what's best, he said, you'd best be wearing this. He didn't even charge me. He just shooed me out the door and, embarrassed, I put on the strangest hat I'd ever worn. I was walking home, still thinking about that strange man and his hats, when I heard a shout from far above, a scream, and then a crash! A big red brick had fallen from a new house being built, had fallen down right on my head. I was very nearly killed. Wow, I said, and held my yellow hard construction hat. I'd be dead if that old wizard hadn't sent me off with that. Well, I put that heavy, ugly hat right back upon my head, and I wore it all that day and night, even wore it right to bed. And next morning, right first thing, I went down to that store again. Oh, I see you're back with head intact said my magic hat store friend. I told the wizard thanks as we stood in his empty store, and then he snapped and poof! A zillion hats just like he'd done before. He mumbled as he walked among the berets and sombreros and hats of every shape and size, tall, short, fat, and narrow. I lost him for a moment, buried in that hatty mess, when with a cry he popped out laughing, Hoo-hoo, yes, this will be best! He was holding up the largest, strangest hat I had ever seen. It was big and tall and glowing, a very brightly colored green. It was made of moss and feathers and had a most peculiar smell. I had a very distant hope it wouldn't fit me very well. He placed the wild creation on my head with happy eyes. Then he took a step back, looked at me, and sighed a happy sigh. Well, I can't tell you what will happen while you're out upon your way. 
But you'll be a lucky kid to have the day you'll have today. Yes, he laughed a wistful laugh as I waved and walked away and called, What a lucky kid to have the day you'll have today. Yes, what a lucky kid to have the day you'll have today. What you doing? Oh, just sitting here. And I did nice little pond. Huh, nice. Yep. We should do this all the time. Yep. But no one let us just sit and stare at a pond. What would we call it? Pond staring? No one would let you go on a pond staring trip. You can't get out of work or chores to go pond staring. Yep. Hey, you two. Hi. Hi. Nice pond you guys are staring at. Sure is. Yep. I bet you two are thinking about a way you could do some serious pond staring. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Well, I know the secret. The secret to being able to get out of work and chores. The secret to going on trips. All just to stare at ponds. You do? Yep. Wait, I mean really? Absolutely. The secret is don't call it pond staring. Hmm, go on. Call it fishing. Fishing? Fishing? Yep, fishing. If you need to go fishing, people will let you go. Even if you have work or chores. Even if you leave for a week, you just call it a fishing trip. Wow, wow, wait, wait, wait. wait. Do we have to actually fish when we go fishing? Yeah, all that I want to do is stare at ponds. Well, that's the best part. You can just stare at ponds. It doesn't matter what you do, it just matters what you call it. So we can still just sit and stare at balls? Sure can. But we call it fishing? You got it. And we don't actually have to catch any fish? Not a one. Wow. Wow. Well, so long. I can't stay here and talk to you guys all day. I've got ponds to stare at. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Wow. Yep. Fishing. Yep. But we're really just staring at balls. Yep. It's like a dream come true. Yep. We just have to make sure no one learns the secret. Yep. We keep it to ourselves. Yep. Is that all you ever say? Yep. There's a story told about a man so bold by the name of Scooter Dean. So sit on back, grab a beer and relax, and you'll see just what I mean. Scooter Dean, he was a fishing king, and he'd fish the whole world round. But he'd never hooked, never cleaned or cooked a beast of two-ton pounds. A tale was told of a fish so old that lived in the dark ponds deep, that had grown so big like a watery pig that it ate up the fowl and the sheep. Well, Dean went out all for to scout, and he brought his friend Jeb Cole. But when Dean went home, well, it was Dean alone, cause that fish ate old Jeb whole. So Dean took a knee, he prayed and he grieved, but he let no tears be seen. He grabbed his pen right there and then, and he planned his new machine. It would have barbs and crooks and about 50 hooks and arm-fixed steel for test. It'd be packed out with some dynamite with a two-square-mile net. With a thousand gears and a few more beers, old Scoot went down to the shed. And he worked away both night and day with the steel and coal and lead. He built it tough and he built it rough to withstand most anything. And with a puff of smoke, he pulled the choke and he fired up that great machine.
new machine that churned on down the pond. Fishing there had been less than fair, been so, but not for long. Dean's first cast like a cannon blast, it rippled like a tidal wave. And with the steely hold of them great controls, he's friend he fished to save. And the cabled line, that thick steel twine, well, it was almost back to the shore. When it gave a jolt like a thunderbolt, very nearly tore. Scaly great had taken the bait of two ewes and one steer. And the fish was on that weighed two tons, but Scooter, he had no fear. Twinkling eyes, both clear and wise, he shoveled in that coal. And he strapped in tight to last the fight with that great killed man of war. The battle raged for days and days, machine and man and beast. And there was such a sound that for all around they assumed the worst at least. And the water swelled and trees were felled in that titanic fight. As Scooter Dean and his new machine, they fished with all their might. After 15 days in the fight in the fray, well, Dean could see the light. But with its dying twitch, that mammoth fish had heaved itself sky high. But Scooter Dean and his new machine, his blind old face went grim. As the fallen beast, two tons at least, came to falling right on him. And there came a sound that shook the ground, a sound of death and doom. And the machine was crushed into fishy dust in that dark day's awful gloom. And a crater stood in that dark wood where once had been the pond. And all around was nary sound, save the nightingale's song. smelled to heaven high, but through gills and fins they grinned their grins, just glad to be alive. Then they shook and tossed and dusted off as clean as they could get, and then they cracked some beers and toasted cheers, and off through the woods they went. Old Dean and Cole, they came out whole, but not so that machine. Its parts were smashed, its gears were mashed all over that grim scene. So learn you well from what I tell, this message for you souls. Fish a man, well, he just needs his hands, some good test and a pole. episode of Benedettiville's Small Town Adventures. Thank you so much for joining us on this Father's Day and we'll see you next week right here on KPCA 103.3 FM streaming live on the net at kpca.fm. Benedettiville is Geo, Jen, Stella, and Emmeline Benedetti and all the stories and silliness in this episode were co-created by us in Benedettiville. Special thanks this episode as always to Rob, Jared, and John down here at PCA for getting all the radio stuff happening. Thanks to all the people that contributed with their voices and ideas, and for Stella and Emmeline's wonderful help in the storytelling. We'd like to thank our sponsors, The Coffee Bed, The Copycat Snatcher, and Fishing. 
Drop us a line anytime, folks. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to know what you're thinking about, what kind of things you're investigating, all the mysterious happenings and magical wonder that surrounds you in your life. Mail at benedettiville.com. We also have a P.O. Box. That's P.O. Box 336 at the Mail Depot. And you can just drop it off there. Or, if you want to mail it, P.O. Box 336 to 40 4th Street, Petaluma, California, 94954. We really do look forward to hearing from you. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care, everybody. The secret is don't call it pond stare. What is going on here? I need you to focus for me. And we gotta record this commercial. Would you quit running out for oranges? Quit talking about pictures on the wall. Oh, I need an orange. Stella, no. A green dragon. You guys. <laughs>